Welcome back. It's Tom Bell here and another episode for you all about purpose and passion. And on today's show, I have Katie Blodgett, a mindset and success coach. Super excited about today's interview. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you very much, Tom. Now, I've been looking at your Instagram feed and mm. I just think it's just so well curated. It looks so pretty and you just, it's very inspirational, very uplifting, uh, very in tune with, um, you know, the, the heaviness and awesomeness of Mindset and Success Coach, which is, which is quite cool. Uh, but for people who have not yet met you, could you please tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely. So as you said, I am a mindset and success coach, which basically means a life coach where I focus on kind of whatever people want to focus on because success can mean something totally different depending on who you speak to. So um, yeah, that's what I'm currently doing. I work one-on-one with clients, which is the most fun ever because you get to watch people transform and, you know, step into sort of like a better version of themselves. So that's what lights me up and is so much fun. Um, and I also work full-time as well and I work in television. So that's my nine to five. And then, yeah, this is something, um, life coaching is something that I got into as a result of sort of COVID, like that classic reevaluating, is this what I want? Is this um, all that there is? Like, what what's my life going to look like in 10 years? And I was working from home, had a lot of capacity to be able to spend time on what I wanted because my social life, you know, obviously went kaput and there was a lot more time on my hands. So I wanted to use it after like a couple months of doing nothing. Like <laughs> there was like a few couple months where it was like, just get through the day because <laughs> life is strange right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that sort of passed, I decided to join a group coaching program actually. So um, I was been into personal development for, I wanna say like pretty hardcore for the last five years. And then I haven't done anything about it though. Like I would just, you know, listen to podcasts. I would read books, um, blogs, all that sort of fun stuff and feel inspired, but then never know, like never knew exactly what to turn that into. So um, yeah, I joined a group coaching program um, and like in the first month, it was a six month program. So it only um, just finished last month, but um, just all the right pieces came into place for me there. And I had like an aha moment basically right away that was like, oh crap, like my intuition is telling me I need to pursue this. I need to do something about this passion that I have. So, um, and it was one of those things like where people, you don't tend to, um, tune into what your inner voice is telling you. And so that's what the program sort of allowed me to do. And once I allowed that voice to come out, I guess, um, it was like a nudge, like a really big nudge, more so like a push of, hey, this is what we want. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I just couldn't ignore that voice. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I decided this is the time to take action. Like I'm gonna be working at home for the foreseeable future and why not? Um, and that's, yeah. So I signed up for a certification program and got certified, uh, finished that about a month ago as well and started with my first client 
just before I finished, actually. So that was very cool. interesting. Like I, I yay for side hustles and, can, you know, well <laughs> done on having the courage to actually step out and do, um, you know, something, something extra, like I, you know, in, in to do with your, your purpose um, or at least um, immersing in a passion. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in the intuition and the inner voice, you know, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden now you're at home and you've got some time to reflect um, you know, perhaps, we're, you know, often we're in the busy stream of life and it's like the river is fast flowing and we're just trying to keep our head above water and we're trying to avoid rocks or, or sticks we can see um, and hoping that we don't go over a waterfall. And then yet all of a sudden, you know, COVID or, or this work from home or different things has almost calmed things enough where we can actually see and have a, a moment to catch our breath. So what was that like for you? I mean, were you, were you, were you not enjoying what you were doing before? Like, cause you know, it's, like the, it sounds glamorous, uh, a role in TV, like it, you know, and, and perhaps then it's like people could have a dream that that's where they want to go. And, and again, just because uh, like, it's almost like sometimes things is like milk, you know, you, you can go and um, buy the, the greatest jug of milk. You didn't know that's where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah. You can go and buy the greatest jug of milk and, and, and it can be like all the, the, your exact flavor, everything that you love, but it still can mm. have a use by date. It's not going to last forever. And so, um, you know, like someone else might want to go into that dream and someone else might enjoy it and it might've just expired for you, but for them, um, they might have the long life jug or they might be getting the next bottle of milk that's to do with that. The analogy is not working anymore. So I'm going to drop it. Just, just drop the analogy. Um, <laughs> There's an expiry date to that too, unfortunately. There is, there is, and it has passed. Um, <laughs> it wasn't even best before. Uh, it's just, it is we've been having lots of jokes, you and I uh, before coming on. Yeah, it was a lot of fun too. Trying to put um, it, we're trying to keep it together. <laughs> yeah. So, but like you know, just because it's not your, um, maybe not your dream anymore. Uh, what was that like? Like, were you, were you not enjoying it before, and that's what? Yeah. Like, it just wasn't fulfilling. It's a great question. So, because I went into television following, you know, that passion that I had when I was a teenager, like the first um, TV. I was a co-op like internship type thing, but I did that in high school um, at 16 or 15 actually, and fell just hardcore in love with television. I, um, I love stories at the end of the day. And that ties in really nicely with life coaching because yeah, like our whole lives are made up of the stories that we tell each other and ourselves and that forms our reality. So um, that's like all the mindset piece that I'm so fascinated by now. So what happened for me was I worked, I've worked in television for the last like 10 years or so. And it's not that that's necessarily completely fizzled out for me, um, but I just felt like something was missing. And I was working in like the type of job where it felt like there were limits to my success because my success was being dictated by whether someone would give me a promotion or not, Mm -hmm. whether someone would, you know, allow me to do something. And I felt like that was just very limited and yeah, very, there was a part of me that was very unfulfilled. So I wanted something more and now I'm at the, you know, like I'll go through the journey of, will I leave like television? Will I not? Like that's still to be determined. I like I'm in it and um, there are parts of it that I like. I've definitely outgrown my position, which, you know, that happens over time too. So I'm just going to stay open-minded to that again. Like I'm, I'm relying on that intuition and that inner voice that's sort of saying, Hey, we're not fully done here yet. I don't quite know why, but 
that's sort of why I'm, I'm in both worlds right now. And there's a lot of similar ties. So I work for like a broadcaster and the best part of my job is getting pitch stories from writers and directors, sometimes actors um, and producers. So that part is magical because when you get into a pitch and they're telling you, you know, their dream story or their life story, you, and then it's cool because you can sit there and so say it's like a scripted one. Um, you, you like ask questions as if it's real. Like you go, well, why would Deborah choose Brian? Like <laughs> you would just get into these intricate stories again. And um, one thing that's kind of tough at the level that I'm at um, is I'm one of like a hundred people that'll touch a show. So as much as I can give script notes and feel like I'm contributing to the creative process, a lot of my job is also admin. So like, I don't always feel like I'm touching that end result. And that's tough for me because I want to have that level of contribution. And if I like was to put that into coaching, when I'm sitting down with a client one-on-one and like you immediately get that level of satisfaction. You immediately get that feeling that you're helping them, like you're making a difference for them. And so it's like the the root causes of my interest in both are like the exact same. Like you, mm. you know, when you watch a film that literally can change your life and, and that all it is is amazing storytelling. And so on the other hand, it's kind of like, I get to be on the other like I get to be on a different side of it, but I'm empowering and I'm helping somebody achieve their dream. And that's mm. like freaking gives me goosebumps from yeah. top to bottom. Yeah, see, yeah. that's really interesting. And it's like, I, I love the push and pull of, you know, I want to jump, but oh, should I not? And like, it's almost like, hey, hokey pokey, you know, like I, I want to <laughs> yeah. jump out, but then I'm like, but the safety and the wage and the thing and I know and I can do it and I can dial it in and a promotion could come. But with COVID, that's all gone to crap mm -hmm. <laughs> So for some people. And, you know, I definitely didn't think I was going to be employed as long as I was because I work in like traditional broadcast television where we were already struggling before COVID hit. You know, there's all these like there's Netflix and all that sort of thing. So our business model has, ch has changed greatly. But um, I think it's been interesting to watch. There's actually this uh, life coach that I'm obsessed with um, and she's Australian too. And she um, has said before, so she came from accounting and she was like, um, I'm watching people now. She was from accounting and she left and became a life coach. And she was watching some of her colleagues get made redundant throughout COVID. And she was so grateful because she always thought that that was the most like stable job that you could get. Um, and then with COVID there were redundancies and all of that. And she was able to build her business in the time, like in the last couple of years. And she's like rock solid because she was able to take it into her own hands and not rely on somebody else for that, you know, paycheck mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I think because of like the whole COVID thing has just brought a really interesting perspective to all of this, where it's kind of like, we don't know what's permanent, what's not. Like what we do know now though, is what's important. And so trying to not waste time. Like, I think that's the thing that breaks my heart the most is people that, you know, are, are unfulfilled that know they're unfulfilled and then they don't, they don't know how to do anything about it. Like, that's just where my heart, like, you know. It's, it's so odd. Like working for corporate is like 
going abseiling on a hundred meter tall cliff. Like it's so great. And the view is so big because you know, of the, of the expanse and the size of the business, but it's also like you're halfway down the, the, down the, uh, um, the cliff side, you're like, bzz, bzz. down you come the cliff. Bzz. And then all of a sudden, like you, you look up and you're like, Hey, who's that? And someone from HR is looking over like, we're actually doing some restructures and to allow the business to be successful, <laughs> we can't afford to keep this rope. Here's your severance package. You can keep the rope that you're holding onto. Like, bzz, uh, down you fall to the to the ground. It's like because we don't have multiple lines in place of income or whatever else to to support us in, in most cases. It, so you know, in this way, for, and for this lady, it's almost like she's got her own steel cable that she's attached to the to the top of the cliff just in case corporate comes along and says, "Hey," and she's been building that, and she's been getting it set, and she's been doing that whilst working in corporate. So all of a sudden, corporate comes and goes. Oh, I'm so sorry. We've got to chop the rope and she's like oh that's cool i've got my own and she just continues <laughs> down the cliff and enjoys herself yeah and it takes yeah. a lot of work to do it on the side and it takes a lot of effort and and you know it may not come off that side um rope you, you your rope might break who knows but um, yeah it was a lot safer to actually have that safety line in place and it's not something that we're necessarily taught to do i've i've never been necessarily taught growing up that you should have a side hustle and that you should have multiple irons in the fire just in case yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, a result of a generation before ours that, you know, you would have a pension and it was a lot more like guaranteed in a way. Um, and I chose television to begin with. So I always knew I wasn't choosing the easy path. Mm -hmm. um, it's an extremely competitive industry. So it's, it's not easy by any means. Like you're constantly interviewing. There's like, there's all these things that you have to manage with that. So although entrepreneurship is very different. Like I was still choosing the corporate path within a different, like sort of like a scarier industry or whatever, more risky industry. But yeah, entrepreneurship is, it's, it's all on you, but then it's all on you. Mm. So it's, mm -hmm. it makes it more appealing if you're the type of person that has really high standards and expectations. So you know, I've, I've been very determined and I've been told so many times, like you sort of have to wait your turn. And I just was kind of like what I would like to, I guess, make my turn. I don't know what the, what the cool um, twist on that would be, but yeah, it's, it's taking it into your own hands in a way that you kind of not have to now, but like, it's, it's a lot uh, more, appealing than waiting around for someone to give you an opportunity yeah yeah which may never come um you know which is which is a tricky one so so that int intuition piece like how is mm -hmm. it that inner voice intuition how are you how is that coming to you is that something that you've always had or is it you know you're like march times or earlier this year you've actually started to tap into it more have you learned to do that what is that like for someone listening that's like well what is my intuition and how do i know if it's not just fear talking to me and that it is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, it's sort of, uh, it's a hard one to define, right? So um, the context that I'll give is, so it's spiritual too. Like there's a part, there's an element that's, it's not black or white. It's sort of like this in between. So for me, um, I grew up very Catholic. My parents were very Catholic and that was a big part of my life for a long time. So any thing of spirituality, was tied to like religion. So that was very, that, that was just the way that I was raised. And once I sort of 
uh, left the house and like was exposed to other types of people. And I realized that that just wasn't a good reflection of me anymore. So I wouldn't say that I'm Catholic. And um, I think I lost a really big part of like myself with losing like I always, I always thought that in order to be spiritual, you had to be religious, which was just not true at all. And it, it wasn't until like throughout my twenties and stuff, like I, yeah, I wouldn't like pray or any of that sort of stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like I was a very spiritual person and I was quite turned off by a lot of it, to be honest. Um, and then from like, I honestly want to say like in March and I, um, took this program that with somebody that was like, let's say very woo woo is the, the term that can mm-hmm. get used. Um, and she was so comfortable with that. And I realized like, oh, she's not religious at all. Like, how is this a thing? So there were book recommendations within the program and I read one of them and it was like, it's like a combination of doing a bunch of things. I think that were the right things at the right time. And when you talk about intuition, it was like, you start to reflect a little bit and like, say you're journaling or you're meditating, or you're just talking to someone and you get a feeling. It's like a genuine, like a feeling at the sort of, I want to say like pit of your stomach. It's not so like blatantly obvious, but there's just a thing there. And the more that you can tune into that and make your decisions from that place, and not um, allow fear or doubt to overrule like your mind at the time, that's when it can come out. So I'm very, very passionate that about people living from that place. It's living in alignment with who you like ultimately are. And so, yeah, it took a little bit for me to get comfortable with that because I had always attributed it to this thing that I didn't relate to anymore. But then it was like, hey, like, yoga is spiritual. I do yoga, like, um, meditation is spiritual. And so I was just starting to get more comfortable with that idea, I guess. And once I started, you know, opening my mind a little bit to it, it was like, Oh, you can tap into this and use it towards your advantage because it's a really good gut check to be like, is this right for me? Like, you know, like when you're in a relationship and you know, it's right or it's not right. Like what tells you that what part in your body, like, you can you feel that in Mm. um it's sort of similar to that right and so yeah when it came up of like oh something's missing I don't know what's missing I'm I'm not feeling quite good right now what what do I need to do and then it was like start to prioritize yourself a little bit do self-care talk it out with like loved ones and then eventually you get like a a nudge of some sort that that gives you a chance to either act on it or not act on it Mm, yeah and that's an interesting thing too doesn't it isn't it because like sometimes like a door or or an opportunity will present and then and you're like and it'll be that feeling of like yeah this is this is what you've been looking for or or the person will ring or the that you'll look be looking in the the paper who looks at the paper i don't mean who does that anymore but it's like (laughs) you might be on your maybe you're actually how old are you man Uh, no like it may be like you're on your facebook (laughs) scroll or something and then all of a sudden there's like a hey do you want to do this and you're like oh my god Mm. yes that's exactly it click um so or you could circle on the paper for anyone that's got the paper out right now you know i'm not anti. yeah no judgments here no yes, judgments yeah, that's right that's right so um but that's but that's the thing and then all of a sudden that 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 feeling of like go for it and, and it, you can override it with fear you can take a step back whatever else but i suppose it is jumping once you see that opportunity um and going for what it is that you want 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's like a personal development journey, right? Like it's not so blatantly clear that I can just give a formula to a, a client and say, all right, here you go. You're going to be set. You're going to be the best version of yourself. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. It's sprinkling of little bits and pieces that you can do to improve your mindset, the way that you show up, um, your energy, like, you know, it's, it all contributes. And then somewhere along the line, you have these moments of like, Oh, now I get it. Or Mm. that's so clear to me. I see it from a different perspective. That's what I needed. Um, and it's quite cool. It's, it's quite a cool process. And so from a mindset perspective, you really are like achieving a lot, really. Like, you know, just looking in and, and sort of seeing how you're, uh, you know, getting out after life right now. Um, tell us a little bit about this challenge that you're um, I- immersed in. Oh, all right, Tom. So this is the 75 hard challenge and I'm going to butcher it because Andy Frisella, who is the creator of it, does such a great job. He has a podcast as well. Um, so it's basically, uh, 75 days where you're required to do five tasks every single day. Uh, so they are, um, the first is working out for 45 minutes twice a day. And one of those has to be outdoors, which kind of <laughs> is difficult here. I live in Canada and mm. we're obviously in winter right now. So that one, um, I could have chosen a better time to start this. What but... sort of work? Yeah. Can you do those snow angels? Like just lay You could do there. snow angels. Yes. Yeah. You can honestly do whatever you'd like. Um, so one of like the outdoor ones, I almost always do a walk and mm-hmm. that's totally fine. It's, it's like, I would call it like body movements of mm-hmm. some sort. And um, yeah. And then the indoor workouts I've done things from like yoga. So like, say I'm hurting from the day before or whatever it is, then I'll just do a gentler yoga. Um, I'm not going so crazy on all of this. Like you can take it to such an extreme and I'm sure that's what Andy sort of intended people to do, <laughs> but um, it's not a fitness challenge though. Like I, we'll say that, yeah, it's not a fitness challenge. It's a mental toughness challenge. So, um, so those are the, yeah, so that's for working out. And then for diet, you just have to choose a diet and stick to it. So some people again, go crazy and are counting all their macros and are really committed to that. Mine is just as simple as like clean eating. So that means I'm not having any junk food. Um, I, cut out the only, like the one thing that I cut out was, um, white carbs, but I'll still have potatoes minus potatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was hard. That was, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. um, but I'll have like brown rice or like brown, like whole grain, um, uh, bread. And it's your so, challenge to set the way that you want within the parameters yes. of yes. So that's handy. Yeah, it is. It's good in that way. You, again, you can take it to a, as extreme as you'd like. Um, and then you have to drink a gallon of water, So that is four liters. um, And I would say that that's the most annoying part of it. And I would also argue that somebody that weighs 250 pounds compared to somebody who weighs half of that probably shouldn't be drinking the same amount of water Mm. per day. Mm. So I, yeah, I'm doing it for the sake of the challenge to like have done it, but that's not one I would keep. I would probably like consume half of that going forward. I always drank a ton of water anyway, so that this one was, it's just more of um, an inconvenience to having to go to the bathroom so many times. So you really do have to like plan your day so that you're not like, if I, yeah, if I have a client call, then I obviously can't drink like a half hour before. So Mm -hmm. it's quite funny Mm -hmm. in that way. You don't usually think of things like that, but 
um, of like struggles, I guess. And then you have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book per day, which is awesome. It's just forcing me to get through a lot of the books that I have on my shelf because I get so obsessed with, like, I just get so excited to buy a bunch of new books because everyone mm -hmm. has a book that they would recommend. Um, so it's been nice to actually get some of those finished now. And then what am I forgetting? Um, oh, there's no alcohol as well with the, the eating thing. And then you also, the last thing is that you have to take a progress photo every single day. So that just shows your progress, which is kind of cool. I like that one, which... Mm -hmm that one, everyone thinks is so easy. And then I've heard a bunch of people that get to like day 50 and then they go to bed without doing that and they wake up and they have to start again. So that's, that's the, the whole thing. About thing. It, isn't it? You have to start again. No compromise. Yeah. Mm. And then no you have to start all no cheat of them meals. again. Yeah. All, all, so if you've got say 20, 20 habits running and 20 of them are like 74 days, tick, 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 tick. And then you just forget the selfie. You have to start all of the tasks again from day one. Yeah, that's why I would argue it's a different challenge compared nice. to anything else. Um, yes. That it's, yeah, it's it's so interesting. It's what you make of it. It's all mindset, in my opinion. Um, yeah, you get used to it, then you get sick of it, then you get scared that you're going to forget it. You go through all the phases and that's really cool. Um, but I think like the biggest thing for me was I wanted to like level up like all around. So like I'm starting this business, I have very high expectations out of the results of it, of what it's going to become. And I knew like, because I am a mindset coach <laughs> that you can't stay the same person and like in order to, to reach a goal, you have to do that transformation yourself. And so I thought, okay, this is something that's way out of my comfort zone. My brother did it um, and he had told me about it. And I was like, you're crazy. There's no way I would ever attempt something like that. Like, there's just no way. And then <laughs> I started thinking about it and I was like, I want better habits. I want more discipline. I want yeah, to feel really proud of what I'm achieving on a daily basis. And I knew that that would be um, transformational. So I was really uh, drawn to it when I started thinking of it from that perspective. Mm, mm, very intriguing. And, and so what, what day were you up to? Is it 59? Yes, 59. Oh, it's coming, it's coming, coming up. It's good. And now I'm really scared well. of that. Now I don't want it to end because it's such a, it's such a part of my life now. And I'm like, oh, <gasps> what if I fall off the bandwagon? Like, you know, you just don't want to. <laughs> Interesting. Go back and is, to old isn't habits. that a thing? Like, is it like 30 days to embed a new habit? Is it um, perhaps, does that, so they do you say. think, yeah, do you think it maybe doesn't count because you know there's an end date? It's like, you know, there's a, yeah. it's actually a, a, um, a piece of time that you're actually trying to conquer this thing for. One thing that was cool was on a Saturday morning, I woke up early. So I'm obsessed with like morning habit, like morning, a morning ritual, all of those types of things. And so one of them for me is waking up early and not super early, not like 4.30 a.m. early, but more like 6.30 a.m., which I feel like is <laughs> more acceptable. I love this time. This is great. Like at four o'clock this morning, is just like it's dedication. dead silent. I, yeah, yeah. Kudos to you. That's amazing. Um, that's inspiring for sure. So one Saturday, I woke up at 7.30, or sorry, 6.30 a.m., and was like, okay, I'm just going to relax. Like I got my dog and we were cuddling on the couch. I was about to read. And then this voice in my head was like, oh, you should probably go for your walk. And I was like, no, like I, I want to just enjoy my Saturday. This is like so nice. And it was 
like, no, 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 let's go. Let's go. Let's get it over with. You're going to feel so much better. Come on. And I was like, it's day 21. How fascinating. Like it is Mm. ingrained in me to the point where I got up and I went and did it because I knew I wouldn't be able to shut that voice off. Mm. So it was a really cool um, yeah, transformation that I saw like firsthand and was like, huh, so maybe there is something to that, um, for, for sure. And now it's just more about, cause you know, there's yo-yo dieting and there's like, you can get into like training for a marathon and then the day after you're, well, you're out of commission the day after, but like mm-hmm. you're, you're not keeping that sort of regimen up. And that's my fear now. So I'm trying to anticipate that I'll be finished on January 1st, which was kind of fun. Uh, so finishing 2020 without, you know, like all of those negative habits, let's say. Um, and yeah, it's also been interesting because I had my birthday last week and then Christmas coming up and obviously having to like, I'll be working out twice on Christmas and that mm, sort of thing, mm, mm. which it's just new. It's, it's from a new lens of, well, this Christmas is different all around anyways. And I enjoy going out for a walk every single day. So might as well. Yeah. Like it'll be interesting. Yeah. And there's like heap of habit trackers. So people are listening and they, you know, or even, you know, for yourself, but they're like where they, you get little awards and it can be like a game and it's about stringing together, like as many like ticks. So you can get to a point where it's like 750 ticks in the box. And, and, you know, so some people might listen to it and it's like, it's okay if they miss a day and then, and they don't necessarily need to start a whole program again, but if it's just your habits, then by rights, there is no end date. As long as you're like, you know, there's an end date for the water. At some point you might say, well, actually I'll just drop back this to a reasonable amount of water. But for all the other habits, if you actually enjoy them and they're the ones that you want, then there really is no end date. You'll get to day 75 and that's just a day now because it's actually a habit you want to do every day. And so you might as well just do it forever. Yeah. I think it comes down to like the meaning behind it too. Like why, why do you sign up for anything or Mm. why, exercise at all like if your reason is enough to get you out of bed and to keep you committed then that's very very helpful so I think thinking back to the way that I was in March where so I went from like zero like I was not working out at all I would take my dog out and that was about it and spent most of the day on like the couch or the bed because of COVID working from home so and then I was eating whatever I wanted because it was like just a source of pleasure really right like you're you're so stressed out about what's going on in the world and then it's kind of like I'm not gonna I'm just gonna have takeout tonight like let's Mm -hmm. just get takeout again Mm -hmm. so I yeah I think back to that time compared to now and what my day-to-day is like and energy levels and all of that and I just kind of go I don't want that like I'm I'm taking action in a way that I just wasn't before um I feel like I show up differently I have new priorities and like also not drinking is kind of, it's just, it's helpful. Like you don't have to like sleep in extra the, the next day or whatever it is that the effect has for somebody. Um, yeah. So it's kind of trying to figure out, okay, well, what can you tell yourself about this? Is it going to be one of those things where it sucks all the way through? Like there's a lot of people that you watch that do this challenge and they're dying for that end date. Like they are just over it and it's the hardest thing. And it's like, and I just had no interest in applying and in approaching it like that. Like I definitely complain to my husband and all of that. Like I have, we have moments where it's like, I don't want to, like I really <laughs> don't want to. Um, 
and I say we have moments as I have moments because he is not doing this challenge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, but it's very, uh, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting experiment, I would say, to hear the way that you handle a kind of a different situation than normal. And I'm trying to think of like, okay, well, what could I do? That's my own version of this. Like, I don't need to necessarily have like a gallon of water per day. So could I replace that with like meditation? Cause when I meditate every day, I am a better person. <laughs> so mm. could I make my own, like challenge my own version? Um, and then, yeah. I like it. I like it. And, and that's, and that's pretty much what we're all trying to do or in, perhaps we're not, and maybe we should be is trying to create uh, a list of habits that empower us and light us up and um, transform us and help us to level up in, because no matter what we're doing in a way, we're leveling up. Like if, if you're on the couch and you're ordering takeout, you're leveling up on probably being more overweight and a little unfitter and maybe more relaxed and maybe you're up on what's happening in Netflix or, or whatever else. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. exercising well, you're leveling up on fitness, if you're um, getting angry at the world, you're leveling up on anger. Uh, anger. So you, no matter what you're doing, you're spending more time it's like building a little brick wall uh, on whatever your habits are so you just got to have a look and say well what are the habits I actually want to be adding to every day because no matter what I'm adding to something uh, even by not making a choice that's making a choice so you know you might have been the best couch sitter um, through COVID for the the start right I bet you there'd be some competition there Um, but yeah so what is it that you want from life and start building habits that that are uh, aligned with what you actually want Yeah, it's one big personal development journey and it's cool to be a mindset and success coach because then you get to help other people through their journeys as well. Um, And when you have that sort of purpose where you are striving towards something and that's different again for everybody, like depending who you ask. So some people it's that they want to run a marathon. Some people they just want to find love. Some people it's that they want to be the best parent that they can be. Um, So it's the process of, Figuring out. So another thing that I would say is like the first, the very first step in coaching anybody is trying to figure out like, what do they ultimately want? Mm. So self-awareness, because a lot of the times we're programmed and conditioned to go after what we were, we thought we were supposed to, what we thought would bring us fulfillment. And a lot of the times that's like expectations that were put on us by our parents, our teachers, whoever it is that we're, or even like celebrities to a certain extent, maybe Um, and yeah, and then people can end up very disconnected from their lives because it wasn't, they didn't take that time again to like work on that intuition, like work on that inner knowing and what that is about. So that process is really interesting in itself because I've had people come to me as clients that, you know, they think they want one thing. They, they, they're like, oh, I would like to do this goal. And then we dig a little and we figure out, oh, that goal comes from something totally outside of them. And it's not aligned with their core values and their, I would say, so I say that you have to start with your core values and your core desired feelings, because it's not about the end result. It's about who you are in the process of getting to become the person that is capable of achieving that goal. And then also how you want to feel along the way, because you can have a goal of running a marathon, but if you hate it, like 75 hard too, like if you hate it every single day, what is the point? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. there, there's just no point. So 
it's trying to figure out, and everyone wants something different, even in feelings, right? Like some people really want to feel peaceful and at ease and calm. Some people want to be really excited and Mm -hmm. like, can't wait to do that next task and whatever it is. So you don't tend to think of the world and the things that you do on a daily basis in that way. You usually think, well, what can I get? Like what, I want that big house. I want whatever it is, um, you know, to make a million dollars and you don't stop to think, well, how do you want to feel as you're achieving that goal? Because the end result, you can have so many goals and get to them and not be satisfied and then wonder, well, what the heck did I do, do wrong? I achieved my goals. What's going on here? And I would argue that's because it's something we're not taught. We're not taught to evaluate how we feel and, um, just the process that, that it requires like to, yeah, to get connected to yourself and to live in alignment. Mm, mm, mm. It's powerful. It's powerful. And so thinking that about, you know, you've got all these habits, you've got all this wonderful wisdom. Now, if you were to hop in a time machine and go back to your 18th, um, you know, 18 year old self and, you know, talking to 18 year old Katie, what would your advice be? Yeah. um, I think I did a pretty good job of, enjoying life then so I would say to keep enjoying your life and like taking opportunities that sort of thing um and I think one thing that I wish that I had started earlier was building some solid habits so because I think it's a lot easier when you are at the age of like 18 to instill in yourself just something positive, whether it's like read 10 pages a day of like a nonfiction book. So you're learning or like, I obviously, I don't even know that there were podcasts back then actually, but like tune in to, to personal growth and development, because that's always going to serve you. Like there's never a lose, lose from that. And the other thing I would tell her about is compound interest because I did not learn about that until I was in my mid twenties. And if I had started saving just like 20% at that time, because obviously it's like, it's just your disposable income at that point, mm. or for, for me it was. Um, and <laughs> I would, I would have a financial lesson <laughs> um, that I would have told her about. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And so um, switching that around, um, hop into the time machine again, you're the way to your hundredth. Looking back on your life, what do you think you would like to have achieved? Achieved? I think I would want to feel fulfilled. Um, I would want to have made an impact on other people's lives and, um, you know, connected and learned throughout my whole life. Like learning, I think is the coolest way to spend your life. So, you know, staying open and curious to things, um, in terms of an achievement that's, yeah, it's almost like, I feel like a resistance to, (laughs) to like putting, you know, um, something with about an achievement. It's more about like the way that I lived my life, I think Mm -hmm. is what I really want to focus on. And, and then just see what sort of magic happens from it. Because I think, a lot of the times when we get bogged down in the how, this is something I also talk about with clients quite a fair bit, is we get pigeonholed into thinking of, like a lot of the times our dreams are actually things that we got from somewhere else, like whether it was like a television show or a movie and we're like, oh, look how cool it was for them. And we can't even begin to dream up what I think could happen. So, you know, when you like let go a little bit and you're like, I just want 
to grow and learn or whatever it is. And then an opportunity out of nowhere comes up and you're like, I didn't even think of that one. Mm. So it's like you get, yeah, you pigeonhole yourself and you're thinking and you limit yourself. Whereas if you could just focus on the what, what is it that lights you up? What is it that makes you feel fulfilled or whatever sort of purpose it is that you're you're working towards, concentrate on that part and then allow like the the rest of it to sort of take control, I guess. <laughs> sort mm. of like if you wanted to get real like woo-woo, it would be like co-creating with the universe is like a, mm. a term that I keep hearing. And I like that idea. I like the idea that I... I'm just part of this and it can, yeah. And your life uh, can be so much better than you probably even would dream up for yourself because yeah, who knows? And like me at a hundred, I don't know anything at this point. Like, we'll yeah. See. Well, yeah, I think it's possible. That's, that is an interesting thing. And yeah. so, you know, people listening to this, they might be stuck. They might be unhappy, miserable, just going about um, life on autopilot, perhaps they're out of alignment. You know, they're, they're feeling like there should be more. They, they, there's more to it and they aren't on the right path. For them to get to a point where they are living a life that they truly love, what would your advice be for them? I would just, yeah, I guess my heart goes out to people that are in that position. Um, I think a lot of people find themselves there. And so just to like normalize it, first of all, and then to insert the idea that there is more like that if you want better then it's yeah it's it's a mindset thing to a large extent a lot of the times we think we need to change our circumstance but we really need to change our mindset about whatever our circumstance is and don't be afraid to reach out and get help like there's so many amazing even free resources out there you know there's never been a better time to be able to access those with the internet and um it's starting to tune into like the possibilities of more rather than focusing so much on like scarcity and what you lack it's like trying to instead switch your perspective a little bit to what is possible and, and just allowing like something to come from that rather than coming from, I don't have enough. I'm not enough. Cause all you're going to get with that is more negative results. Mm. Whereas if you're able to focus on well, what do I want and what is kind of cool about whatever it is, then it sort of, it just leaves the door open a little bit more to possibility. I like it. I like it. It's, it's interesting to think, you know, like, I don't know, imagine it, the year is 1605 and, and, you know, like, I want to learn something new. Where are you heading? Like you're, you're cruising out of your house. Um, there's no phones, there's no internet. So you're going to want to head down to ye oldie library. Um, if there is such a thing like a town hall with, I don't know, scrolls. Okay. I didn't do my research about what 1600. Clearly uh, didn't. It, right. But like <laughs> now it's like you can be sitting on the couch <laughs> and you can just quickly grab your phone out. And, and that phone is so powerful and the apps and the, and the programs that you can get onto and, and the videos you can watch and YouTube just down a spiral of YouTube videos or podcasts or, or, um, or Kindle books or, or whatever um, to a point where there is just so much free stuff out there that if it's, if, if you want something or you want to go down a path, it's, there's likely to be a ton of resources for free based on that thing. So work out that first step of self-awareness, what it is you want to do, and then start to like find out more, immerse, get, get in, get involved in, in your, in your dreams and your passions. Yeah. I'm a huge believer that what we tell ourselves 
is what's ultimately responsible for our results. So what we tell ourselves as in our thoughts. So if you are unhappy with your results, it leads back to, well, what are you telling yourself? What's that inner dialogue like? Are you kind to yourself? Are you looking for opportunities or are you just looking for more evidence that the world is out to get you in some way? Um, two resources, if it's okay to share that, mm-hmm. would be um, there's a podcast called The Life Coach School, and there's an episode that's pretty early on um, called How to Feel Better, and Brooke Castillo is the the coach that uh, owns The Life Coach School, and it's just a really incredible tool um, to introduce yourself to thought work is what, what I would call it. Um, And then another one, when we were talking earlier, you were talking about how um, you sort of compound either the good that you do or the bad that you do. So when we were talking about like couch, like being on Mm -hmm. a couch kind of thing, you could be the best Mm -hmm. couch. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. going towards that. So there's a book um, called The Slide Edge by Jeff Olson. And it just does a beautiful job of exactly what you're talking about, where it's like you pay attention and just start adding a tiny bit, tiny bit more that's positive into your life every single day. And eventually you wake up in a life that's entirely different than what it would have been when you first started. Mm, That's cool. That's cool. Actually, someone else has told me about that, but I'm going to quickly write that down. Um, And I think it's- should read it. Yes, I will. (laughs) Um, So this has been an awesome catch up, Katie. I've had um, such a great time chatting. So for people that, you know, want to follow you on your journey, perhaps work with you, uh, what's the best ways uh, for them to reach out, watch you or, or, or do that? Yeah, definitely. So I have a website, which is katieblodgettcoaching.com and you're more than welcome to get in touch through there. But then I also am on Instagram and quite active these days there. And that's Katie Blodgett coaching. <laughs> so, and Blodgett can, you can get the spelling off of, I guess, this podcast. Cause that's where got him this far. Exactly. It's so simple. No, Katie, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate you. You're coming on and having a chat. Thank you very much. This was really fun. Thank you so much for everybody tuning in today. If you could like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, do all of that fun stuff. My name's Tom Bell. I'm looking forward to catching you on the next episode and I'll talk to you soon.